Hey everyone, welcome to Your First Digital Product, a show that helps maxed out service providers create their first digital product so they can gain an additional income stream, grow their impact without increasing one-on-one work, and experience more time freedom. On the show, I talk to business owners who have launched digital products and dig deep into how you can create, launch, and market your first digital product. I'm your host, Renee Morozovich. Let's go. Hey everyone, it is Renee. I am here with Joe Casabona today, and Joe is a podcast producer and coach who helps people grow their podcasts into five-figure businesses. Thanks for being here, Joe. Thanks for having me, Renee. I'm really excited. Yay. So let's talk about your first digital product. I know you have digital products now, but like, let's take a step back in time. I don't know how far back we're going, but tell me about your very first digital product. Yeah, my very first digital product was a self-paced, text-based course that came out in, I'm going to say 2016, uh, maybe 2017. So not too far back, but I knew that I wanted to sell online courses. My wife was pregnant with our first child. I did not want to trade time for dollars anymore. Mm -hmm. And after we got married, which those two things happened relatively quickly, we got married, we had our first child. I moved away from the University of Scranton where I was teaching in-person classes and I wanted to keep teaching. And so I thought these self-paced courses would be the way to do it. And so I thought, what's like an easy course for me to make? How to start a WordPress blog. And so I came up with the outline. It was all text-based because I didn't want to record it. I wanted people to just kind of read quickly through it. And then I released that on a LearnDash site. It was like my first experience with LearnDash. Uh, so I'm going to say it was probably like early 2017 is when that okay. happened. So yeah. people just like they signed up, they read the content and they just went to the next module and read some more content. Was that it sort was, of like a guided? Yeah, that was the idea, right? So there were like lessons and modules and there was so like kind of like what is WordPress? How does it work? Okay. Here's some terminology. And then what to consider with hosting, domain name. Like you saw like basically how to start a website with the focus of starting a WordPress blog. Okay. So who was the audience for that? Like who who in particular were you trying to target? Yeah, that's for a great this? question. 2023-ish me does not have an answer because 2016 <laughs> me also did not have an answer because if you knew me back then, I was known very well for WordPress development. Mm-hmm. And so my whole audience already knew how to use WordPress. Ah, okay. Uh, So so like, yeah, so I didn't answer, fatal mistake number one, I didn't Mm -hmm. answer that question. Spoiler alert, the course didn't do well. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so fatal mistake number one, yeah. Yeah, well, tell Um, us about that. So yeah, what happened? You Well, how long, I guess, did it take to create? Like, you know, about how big was it? And then, yeah, what happened after you launched it? Yeah, it took way too long. I remember okay. <laughs> writing like part of it um, in Disneyland. So this was probably like wow. September of 2016. Um, my brother was running one of the Disney races out in Disneyland. He wanted to get like the coast to coast medal or something. He's not mm-hmm. a runner. He doesn't even train. Um, <laughs> he just, he just the like medal. does the half marathons, which I guess is analogous to kind of what I did here, right? Like I was an in-classroom teacher. Mm-hmm. I had never sold a product before. I had freelanced for many years. And so I just kind of did it. I, I picked a topic I thought people wanted to learn about. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not have an audience in mind. 
and I made a self-paced non-video course in an age where like video courses were it's not like they were brand new like mm -hmm. they were pretty popular in 2016 2017 mm -hmm. and then the so no audience fit um I didn't really define learner objectives which I I mean I guess mm -hmm. I did right the objective was at the end of the course you'll have a WordPress blog right. uh, and and how to make money with that blog um so fatal mistake number two is I didn't have authority in the making money blogging space. I made some money, but mm -hmm. all I had was ideas um, and I didn't have social proof for the, any of that. Mm -hmm. um, and then fatal mistake number three was <laughs> so I many. made it. Yeah, that was this is the rule of three, right? There are yes, three. Right. OK, yeah. um, fatal mistake number three was I made a course that basically just combined a bunch of stuff that people could find for free really easily. So okay. like I wasn't solving anybody's problem. I didn't have the authority to solve this problem that nobody had. And I was basically repackaging free content, um, which yeah, like the argument can be made like any video course, like if you do the work, you can find it on YouTube for free. Right. Mm -hmm. But yes, in this case, there were like long form blog posts that answered that same exact question. Mm -hmm. And okay. I know that because I use them for research. So okay. like, like I was selling a self-paced text-based course that you could basically find completely for free all in one place. And maybe um, not niched or niched enough. That's exactly like, because right. Because it was just so yeah. general that there was already yeah. so much out there. Like I'm all for like the free content. And I do think that when people do package things up, it's not just packaging, you know, you're putting your own spin on it and, you know, your own energy and things like that. But yes, there is a line, like it, it does have to be valuable for right. the audience, you know, and solving a problem for them. Yeah. And, and, and right. I wasn't solving it for anybody because I didn't have anybody in mind. It was just like mm -hmm. kind of a glorified, like keyword ranking headline. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And so, and again, the biggest problem is that I picked it because I thought it would be easy for me okay. to do. Mm -hmm. I didn't pick it because my audience was asking that question mm -hmm. Um, because I had never really in earnest built an audience because I just did client work and I was like, why do my clients care about other stuff mm -hmm. I'm doing? Um, I was really not good at running a business back yeah. then. Well, so, I'm but like you've gotten better. better. Yeah. yeah. Well, you've gotten better. better today. Yeah. <laughs> so what did you do with that course? Like, did you just get rid of it? Like what, what was the next thing that came after that? Like, how have you progressed? You have digital courses now um, and other offerings. So like from, you know, 2017 or whenever it was till, you know, now, what has changed for you? Yeah. So I took that course and I basically made it a lead generator. So I turned it Ooh, into an nice. email course. And that was kind of my first big opt-in mm -hmm. um, where okay. I figured like if people wanted to learn how to build a website with Beaver Builder, which was my first successful course, um, then they would need to learn how to like use WordPress. And so mm -hmm. this, I, I repurposed it into like a 21 day email sequence and uh, it did okay. Right. It did fine. Um, and then I took other bits of that and I made a seven day email course that was like how to get up and running with WordPress and that did even better right because again that's like that's a question more people are asking mm -hmm. um and so I I used those courses as lead generators and then I started creating courses more in my wheelhouse that people followed me for so mm -hmm. um I would do like a couple of beaver builder tutorials on YouTube and I was getting a lot of questions about it and I was like hey Beaver Builder is pretty new. There's no course that exists on it. 
I talked to the guys at Beaver Builder and they were like, yeah, we get a lot of questions about this stuff, but we, you know, we are not making the course. And I was like, if I make the course, will you tell your audience about it? Yeah, and they're like, yeah. Awesome. Um, and so, yeah, that was like my first, I remember sitting at a, a restaurant or bar in at WordCamp US 2018 and getting like pings on my phone. Like, hey, somebody bought the course. I'm like, dang, That's I just awesome. made like 90 bucks sitting here. How does that um, feel? Like, let's just so pause right good. there. How yeah. does that feel? Like, doesn't so, it feel so amazing? So good. <laughs> yes. Still today. Yes. yes. Yesterday, I had just gotten off a coaching call with somebody, like a, a free 15-minute consulting call. Um, And they went and they bought like my $600 Sweet. version of my playbook. And I got the notification. And even though it was pretty clear that he was going to do it, it was still super exciting to see that money like just show up on my phone it feels so good and it's not that you yeah. didn't i know we're kind of getting a little detour here it's yeah. not that you didn't do the work for that it wasn't just like free money right but it does it, it separates you from the time you you were maybe at the bus stop yesterday right you know, or maybe you were somewhere else um although you just said where you were but do you know what i mean like you you could get that ping anytime right where you and it's separated happened, right? yourself I've, mm -hmm. I've been out and you know oh somebody I just got 50 bucks from what was that for? Oh, somebody renewed their uh, yeah. membership to my my premium podcast or whatever. So, yeah, super cool and really rewarding because mm -hmm. it's not money that's generated from an invoice that is tied to your hours. Yes, correct. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. I forget where we were to go back to. Sometimes when I take a uh, detour, I'm like, wait. <laughs> oh, yeah. What did I do with that course? What happened after that? So yeah, like Beaver Builder yeah. was kind of the next course. Oh, yeah. Beaver Builder. Yeah. yeah, that was great. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and so you kind of that was like a different audience because the people who were already following you were were interested in that topic. They already knew how to build a website with WordPress. Right. They just didn't know much about Beaver Builder. So that was valuable for them. Yeah. And it was good timing too. So like that mm -hmm. was, if we're talking about like the, the fatal flaws or the fatal errors I made earlier, like some of the things that went right here was my audience was mostly WordPress freelancers. And there was a stigma around using page builders, right? Mm -hmm. Like, why am I going to use a page builder? I'm going to code it mm -hmm. myself. That's going to yes. be more efficient. And so um, I showed people like, hey, Joe is a successful freelancer. Like he has books on the topic. He works at Crowd Favorite. That's like a place. Um, I showed them that, hey, we can make like good and efficient sites with Beaver Builder. Mm -hmm. Beaver Builder loved that because I was using my status as an influencer, which was not a term at the time. Yeah. Um, to to elevate their product. And so it was a win win. I was helping my actual audience get more efficient at something. And I was leveraging the audience of Beaver Builder, the product that mm -hmm. I made. And, and it was a quality course. They wouldn't have recommended it if it was crap. Right. Um, and and they loved it because it provided an extra layer of support for them mm -hmm. that they didn't they didn't have to that kind of took the burden off of them. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to go back. You had mentioned about doing some, I don't remember what you call it, workshops maybe. Were those yeah. like YouTube lives, that kind of thing where you just showed like before the course was built? Yeah, they were, gosh, they, I don't know if they were YouTube lives. They were like Zoom webinar or something like that. Okay. I recorded it and I put it on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And um, it was great because I did a couple where I just got them sponsored. And that's, oh, nice. that was so like paid memberships pro was my first one. Nice. Um, I think I called that one like no jacket required, like how to start a membership <laughs> site, right? Because you get the membership jackets or whatever. Yes. Yeah, um, that's funny. And uh, and uh, don't sue me, Billy Joel, right? That's Billy <laughs> Joel, no jacket required. Oh, no. Um, 
uh, and so yeah, like paid memberships for a sponsored that one. And then I approached Beaver Builder. I said, Do you want to sponsor a workshop? Those two were my best viewed YouTube videos for a long time. And like I That's said, awesome. I got a following from that and people were interested. And so mm -hmm. then I I decided to make the jump and make the course. Mm -hmm. Did you do them live at all or did you just record them? Like was yeah. there an opportunity for people to ask questions? I feel like that first round of things, like it's, it's nice to do live so that people can ask all the questions and then you can package it up. You know, maybe you, you put it on YouTube and it's free, but another thing is, you know, you could package it up and sell it later. Yeah. You know, it, yeah, you know the, as part of the, something. The strategy today, uh, older, wiser me would do, <laughs> which I, I am doing this actually, as we record this, I have a, a webinar tomorrow. Um, and that's going to be a free webinar for people to um, come and ask questions. And those questions will be used for my four week boot camp that I'm going to do later. Um, but that is going to be free for 48 hours. The replays are going to be available. And then mm -hmm. it's going to go into the podcast liftoff playbook, uh, which Renee, you're a member of. So yes. you'll mm -hmm. be able to watch that at any time. And I think that's cool. a good um, I think that's a good little upsell, right? Like, mm -hmm. hey, I get it. I get that you couldn't come. You had 48 hours, right? Which is a reasonable amount of yes. time. It's not mm -hmm. like it's 23 hours and like somebody is, is you know, yes. in the mm -hmm. totally wrong time zone and they can right. never watch it. Um and then if you if you want to get that and everything, you can you can join the playbook. There'll be a special offer at the end where they can join the playbook at a discount. Um, but then there, I'm also doing this four week boot camp that takes what we talk about in the webinar and we actually do it together. And Ooh, each nice. week I talk you through and there's the accountability aspect of it. So just the live, the live. Yeah. Sort of thing. So this like is the live okay. thing. Mm -hmm. And then I'll run that a couple of times, probably based on a few questions. I'll take those videos and they'll, they'll go in the playbook too. And there'll be a new um, curriculum I guess, mm -hmm. or a new set of plays that <laughs> is how to launch a mini podcast. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and the great thing about those things and the reason I did it the playbook way is because I could slot some of those videos in the, what to think about when launching a podcast, I can slot some of those in the, how to stay consistent. Um, and so, I mean, we're talking about, this is pretty nebulous now if nobody knows what my podcast left off playbook is, but the way that's the way I would do it today, right? It's a lot more modular and proof of concept. I'm not disappearing for six months to develop a course that nobody wants. Yes, yeah. So take us a step back then. So you yeah. had the course, the podcast liftoff course that I took, and it was very linear, right? You started yeah. this one, and you and you you had mentioned um, to me we had talked that people didn't go through it in a linear fashion, which just blows my mind because yeah, I'm like but there's a path. So yeah, there's um, a very clear path, yeah. right? So like, what yeah. is so so how did you evolve this course that you did in into what you call playbook like what is a playbook and and what it, what what is the whole thing yeah so the way it started um was i didn't want to compete with the likes of pat flynn mm -hmm. who already had a podcasting course um and so i went to podcast movement of the the year it was in philly um and i was talking to a lot of people and they had like really crappy podcast websites and I thought, well, people know how to launch a podcast, I guess now, but they don't know how to make a good website. And so I, at first I launched the how to launch a podcast website with WordPress. Um, and then the first piece of advice I got was don't include WordPress. Like nobody says like mm -hmm. how to build a shed with black and Decker hammers or whatever. True. Okay. Um, yeah, good point. So like that was shout out to Chris Lama. Um, people don't care about the tool. They care about the result, right? That was like the first time I learned that. And I think that's like a thing 
we both come from the WordPress space. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like a thing, right? For a long time, like plugins would say like made with React or whatever, like and like modular with object oriented and like no one yeah, cares. Nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody like cares you're all that. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So same thing. Nobody cared that it was with WordPress. They just wanted a good podcast website. Yeah. And a few people bought it. And the the number one piece of feedback I got from my students was, hey, this is great, but like, how do I launch a podcast? And I'm like, wait, oh, what? <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Love I built that. that. Yeah, right. So I built that course and like it did okay. Um, and then I started to learn that most people, I mean, and this was like again, 2017, 2018, 2019. Anchor launched in like 2019, I think. Um, and so people didn't really need the how to start a podcast bit anymore. Like the people who started following me already had a podcast. Mm-hmm. And so they would register for podcast liftoff. But they didn't really want the how to launch part. Mm-hmm. They wanted the how to make money part, specifically the how to make money with sponsors part. Right. Um, or the how to stay consistent part, how to yes. automate part. Yeah, yes. right. Yes. So, yeah, that's a good one too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So people started and I thought maybe I'll just break up these courses. It'll be like four discrete courses and then you could buy the bundle. And then I thought, ah, I mean, it's a self-paced course, but people can jump around anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, and then I noticed that people were doing what I think Chris Badgett calls, I think a lot of people call it this, but I heard it from Chris, uh, Badgett. He said, just in time learning, people want to learn something when they need to know it. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause otherwise it's not going to stick. Like you hear something, yeah. 5% of it sticks. You see something 15%. These are like rough numbers that I'm mm-hmm. trying to remember here. You do it, um, you do it, I think like 70% sticks, right? Mm-hmm. And then you teach it 90% sticks. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, the doing it part is the thing that that sticks. And so a lot of people are starting to say like, oh, I want to I, I wanna learn how to automate my guest onboarding process. Does Joe have a video on that? Um, and so I moved over to this playbook ar- architecture where all the courses, the course is still pretty self-paced. Like I organized it that way. There's like a start here. If you want to just go through, like start here, go through, um, mostly thanks to like WordPress and, and their ability to show posts in order mm-hmm. um, yes, yeah. <laughs> or reverse order. And But search was a really important part for me. And these collections were a really important part for me. So now I have like the consistency collection, the automation collection, mm, yeah. the sponsorship collection. Um, and so those are for the just in time learning people. So it's like, I'm, I'm kind trying to have a a little bit best of both worlds. Mm -hmm. I got the idea from masterclass, right? Cause they do have these discrete courses, but then they also have these like mixes for you, right? Like, Hey, I think you would really like these five videos on leadership Mm -hmm. from Mm -hmm. Bob Iger and Daniel Pink or whatever. Um, and so I really like that. And so the other part of the playbook and one of the reasons I went this way is um, I have coaching clients. I can make them a member of the playbook and then they get a page and we talk about things. I can upload our recordings there. Ooh, yeah. But then I can, if I reference any of the plays in the playbook, I can just embed those right on their coaching page, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of saying like, oh yeah, go to this module and this lesson in this course. Mm-hmm. I just put that play right 
on their resource dashboard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's very cool. I love that. Um, so kind of like an alternative to a, to the course. Um, and I guess like a question just about courses. So like my kind of stance is that people shouldn't create a course as their first thing, because I think, as you mentioned, you know, it takes too long and you really have to put a lot of work into it. Like, do you have anything else for sale? That's not a course or is everything that you've done so far, just all kind of course based and video based? Yeah, that's a good question. I've tried a few things, mm -hmm. um, but uh, the self-paced courses have definitely been um, where I've spent the most time. I'm not going to say the best for me, but mm -hmm. it's definitely where I've spent the most time. Mm -hmm. um, I'm I'm currently writing. Maybe by the time this episode comes out, it'll be done. Fingers crossed, but probably not because I know how long it takes to write a book. <laughs> um, I am writing a new book about Ooh, podcasting yeah. I have a bunch of books okay I guess now, like that is another yeah, I was product. gonna say do yeah. you consider those digital products like do you sell the like so you have a physical book is it all just through Amazon like can they just download the Kindle version do you call that a digital product like how does that work in your yeah mind? so three out of my four books were published by a publisher so okay, like cool. they're they're like the um whatever the publisher wants to do that mm -hmm. they're not my digital products okay essentially um, and then I have a book called WP Review that I pre-sold in 2020, like after WordCamp US got, yeah, um, got canceled. I said, hey, since we're not getting like a WordCamp US that would like basically recap the year in WordPress for us, why don't I write this book about it? And so I like I pre-sold it. I got a couple of sponsors um, and then that was on sale for a while. But okay. as you could imagine... Uh, what happened in WordPress is tw in 2020 get, gets pretty dated. Um, yes, very so, quickly. Yes. Yeah. Always. So that was, um, you know, that was one digital project that had a, sh a pretty clear shelf life. Mm -hmm. I sold an ebook called PHP for WordPress for a while where it was like, you don't need to learn all of PHP to like start making WordPress themes. Here's the stuff you need to know. Mm -hmm. I eventually turned that into a course. Um, and then I turned it into a LinkedIn learning course. So I guess the short answer is right now it's really the playbook um, is the main digital product mm -hmm. I sell. And while there is a course feature to it, I don't I don't really consider it a course anymore. I consider okay. it more of a membership because okay. um, not a subscription, right? There's like the difference mm -hmm. between membership and subscription. Mm -hmm. This is a one time fee for the time being. Um, and then you, you'll you always have access to these videos. And then if you pay for the advanced one, you get like a couple of more things, a live event, one-on-one, -on -one, mm -hmm. hour-long oh, yeah. coaching with me, stuff like that. Yes, yes. Yeah. I love this this whole ladder concept. Like you're having, you know, especially the, the repurposing of some of the things that you've already created that maybe didn't sell and using those as kind of lead magnets to get people in and then upselling them. And you, you seem to have a lot of things. So like, can I say that your, your top level things do give more access to you at a premium rate? So people can consume your content at, at lower rates, not lower value, but lower rates. But then yeah. when they want you to, it costs yeah. more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's exactly right. Right. Chris Lemma has this, um this concept called the product ladder, right? And it's, you have your main offering. If I'm uh, if I'm applying my stuff to the product ladder, mm -hmm. my main offering is the core podcast liftoff playbook. So you get access to all of my videos self-paced for one price. 
I'm not guaranteeing I'm going to add more to it. I'm not mm -hmm. guaranteeing you're going to get access to me, but here's what I know. Here's everything I know about podcasting. And you're going to get that at one price. Maybe as I add more, I increase the price, but at, at this time it's a price. I don't mm -hmm. foresee adding a higher price to it. Mm -hmm. One tiny rung up, right? There's the extended playbook and that there you get more access to me. You get a priority inbox that I'll respond mm -hmm. to within 72 hours, except for when I'm on vacation or there's mm -hmm. a holiday and I'll let you know, right? Hey, mm -hmm. shop's closed. Um, but then you get this one-on-one -on -one call with me and you get these other like live events or office hours. So like the workshop is going to be for extended playbook people. Well, this first one's going to be for everybody because I want to, this is the first one, but mm -hmm. in the future, right? The extended playbook, it's going to be for, for those people. Um, and for a year only, right? So that there's mm -hmm. a expiration date there. Next strong up is one-on-one -on -one coaching, right? So if, if you took the extended playbook and you're like, Joe, I, I really need help. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about a three-month program for one-on-one -on -one coaching, right? And then the top rung is done for you, right? Hey, I want to launch a podcast. I don't care about any of your videos. Just do it for me. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes. Do yes. it for me. Tell me when I need to record and and do it that way right so that's mm -hmm. like people who want to pay the most save the most time yes going downstream from the from the core playbook um there is i would probably say like um you can pay for like one-off consulting for me that's slightly cheaper than the playbook mm -hmm. itself um and that's like at a half hour or an hour mm -hmm. and then below that are the boot camps right you could just buy them separately but the thing is, like, if you buy them separately, you might as well buy the extended playbook. Mm -hmm. It's kind of if you're going to buy two of them. Right. Um, and then below that is workshops. And those are like 50 bucks. Right. And those mm -hmm. they, those have not worked for me at okay. all. Interesting. Um, yeah. And I don't know if it's just my audience isn't big enough or um, or it, that's not quite what what maybe I, f I haven't found the right groove for the difference between a workshop and a webinar. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, yeah. Maybe what that's is the it. difference? Yeah. Yeah. I would say. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm, I just told you maybe I haven't figured mm -hmm. it out. But mm -hmm. to me, a webinar is I'm telling you um, what three to things. think about. Okay. Yeah. Like these three things to think about when you're doing mm -hmm. whatever. Right. And then you could take that information. It's basically like an hour long advice session. Mm -hmm. A workshop, I imagine, is at the end of it, you will have X. Right. At the end of this workshop, you're going to have your sponsorship pitch deck. Oh, I see. You'll so it's have kind of a like deliverable. A, like the, they're doing the work while you're yeah. talking, kind of like right. that. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So like in in maybe math class is more like a webinar, right? Where the mm -hmm. teacher is telling you how to, I don't know, figure out differential equations or whatever. Mm -hmm. I was bad at math. I don't know why. I yeah, what, that. <laughs> um, whatever those are. Whereas in art class, all right, today we're going to be painting a bowl of fruit. At the end of the class, you're going to take your canvas with your painted bowl of fruit. Mm -hmm. That's, you have that, right? Yes. I okay. think that's the difference. Like you're told how to do something versus mm -hmm. you do something. And the um, length yeah. maybe, because it may be, you know, in a webinar, like, you know, maybe half an hour, maybe an hour, yeah. but in a workshop, maybe two hours, something and like I that. Think, I think that's really where my fatal flaw is, right? Okay. Um, it, it, or where my, my switch in thinking wasn't great when I first ran these workshops i made everything an hour right okay. in this hour so maybe people say how are we going to do this in just an hour right so maybe the workshop mm -hmm. should be two three hours mm -hmm. and then at oh at 60 bucks for three hours like yeah that that sounds mm -hmm. good right 
Um, yeah, exactly. And then they'll get access to, to the replay too. So mm-hmm. the workshops are where I'm trying to figure it out. And then again, the mm-hmm. bottom rung for my product ladder is the thing I'm working on a book called The Profitable Podcast. Ooh, nice. um, and so that, that'll be hopefully available on Amazon mm-hmm. and sold directly through my site. Um, mm-hmm. And if I'm feeling really adventurous, an audio book, but like that'll Ooh, have, love that. that'll have good, better, best pricing too. It'll be like, mm-hmm. all right, well, if you just want the ebook, that's 10 bucks. Um, mm-hmm. If you want the audio worksheets book, or something, yeah, worksheets, yeah. Mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, that's going to be 50 bucks if you want the mm-hmm. audio book. Or if you join the the podcast liftoff playbook, you get that book mm-hmm. and all of the videos, right? Like mm-hmm. that's so right. that's yeah. So like you see the product ladder in action there. Mm-hmm. And your ladder then maybe has some other things too, those free email courses and yeah. so on. Yeah. You know, that maybe aren't aren't product specifically, but they yeah. they lead in. And so yeah. maybe what I'm hearing too, or what I'm guessing is that you didn't just come up with this overnight. Like this is an right. ongoing iterative thing where you, you're trying something and you're saying, okay, does it work? Did it not work? And yeah. and maybe it, it's not black and white like that. Maybe you're like, okay, well, this part of this worked and this part of that worked. And then what are you going to do next? So, you know, I, I, I want people to kind of take away that, you know, creating a digital product isn't just like no course one day, course the next day, and then right. the end. Um, and the other thing I, I was thinking about whenever you mentioned um, technology being out of date, how do you kind of work with that because these some of the concepts I'm sure are evergreen but some of them you know like do, do you re-record some module sometimes like how do you kind of keep an eye on those sort of things that need to be I guess I don't know redone or, or revamped refreshed yeah I used to be really concerned about that especially like when I launched like my full site editing course or mm-hmm. like my Guten my intro to Gutenberg course is maybe my most popular course ever right um Right. Because it was the first one to market. And time. Um, yes. Timely. Okay. Great. Yeah. Very timely. I guaranteed I'd update it like every other major version, which that's <laughs> dumb. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and so I was like really concerned with keeping that up mm-hmm. to date. Here's the thing most people don't care. Right. Because a piece of software is not going to change so dramatically from version to version that if they see the old one, they're going to be completely confused, right? Mm -hmm. Now, this is a little bit contextual. Sean Hesketh, good friend of mine, I consider him a mentor, even if he is a Houston Astros fan. Um, He, I'm a big Yankee fan, everybody listening. Um, (laughs) I'm from New York. Um, He runs WP 101. He thinks it is of the utmost importance to have his videos up to date with every major WordPress version and it's because his target audience is people who have never used WordPress before. Okay. And so if there is a disconnect between what he's saying in his video and what these very green users see on the screen, that's going to create confusion. Mm-hmm. So for Sean, super important. Mm-hmm. For me, where my users are more experienced, they're going to figure out, hey, I'm seeing this, but it's not where it's supposed to be. But I, I, okay, I know what to look for now. Mm-hmm. My my Beaver Builder course launched like six months before 2.0, which was a huge redesign. Um, and I never updated the course and no one ever asked mm-hmm. because I was modules, pages, rows. Yeah, it's, it's, it's still the same. All. Mm-hmm. It's all. Yeah, it's all the same language, yeah. even if things look slightly mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. Um, so my advice is when people start asking, right? 
Um, mm -hmm. And what I would do, like what I would do for full site editing or the Gutenberg course is if something changed dramatically, I would do almost like a, a like a pickup like a, video a, or a supplement or something at the yeah, end, like an yeah, addendum. Okay. Like, oh, yeah, that's good, yeah. Or, or like even throw it at the beginning, like, hey, mm -hmm. we're going through this course. This course was recorded on version 1.5. Mm -hmm. um, here are some of the important changes to look for. The concepts are the same. The terminology is the same. Here are some of the important things to look for. Mm -hmm. Um and then if a bunch of people start asking, well, okay, so now it's time to update the course and then ask, is this update an update I'm going to charge for? Mm -hmm. Oh, true. Good point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Which probably depends on what you said at the beginning, right? Like if you told them when they paid that they would get forever free updates. Yeah. You know, so it's it's something to take into consideration. Uh, don't say that if you don't want to do that. Yeah, later. I would say don't say that. Okay. <laughs> Because you really handcuff yourself there. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, even like David Sparks, he he makes these really cool like Mac application based field guides. And he'll like he said, oh, if you buy my shortcuts course, like it's one price forever. And then the new version was so dramatically different that he charged for it. And he mm -hmm. gave all the old students a discount. And I'm going to guess he That's didn't see too. that much backlash. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah communicate it the right way like hey yes. i've got to charge for this because it's big but i would say the less handcuffing of of your future self you mm -hmm. can do the better if yeah. someone says hey will there be updates like will i get free updates forever for this um i would say yeah you'll get updates as long as it makes sense for mm -hmm. me to give you updates right um yeah that sounds good but like if i have to scrap the whole course that's a whole course that's a new course yes. yeah you're not going to get free updates for that because i have to put in a hundred percent effort, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not just adding in stuff. It's not like a new feature just came. Right. Um, that's where membership helps, right? Like WP 101 is a membership. Um, and that's why Sean can make sure he keeps those mm -hmm. videos up to date. I mean, he also licenses his videos um, to hosting companies and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But uh, you want to make sure that your update cycle, right? Um, aligns with your pricing method, mm -hmm. aligns with your messaging, right? Mm -hmm. the, this is the hardest lesson I've learned because even when I made the full site editing course, I had Gutenberg, like intro to Gutenberg and then Gutenberg for freelancers. Um, and so both courses included the how to use Gutenberg and then Gutenberg for freelancers. But uh, that had like a whole section on here's how to deal with upgrading to 5.0 with mm. your clients and and so i thought great there's there's obviously more value here mm -hmm. and so i was able to charge more for that when i rolled out the full site editing course i just changed the name of gutenberg for freelancers to the full site editing course because i was like well i gave these people lifetime access to something what a dumb <laughs> like that was such a dumb move on my part i just gave them my new flagship course for free because yeah. i felt bad yeah. Ooh. And some people were super nice and bought mm -hmm. it again because they were super nice. Mm -hmm. But most people didn't. And then the people yeah. who didn't like complain. They're like, hey, you haven't updated this course in a year. Mm -hmm. I'm like, do you know? Like, yeah. it's never going to get updated again. Like full site editing is just too capricious mm -hmm. right now for me to want to keep updating this course. Mm -hmm. So like it is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So it's about messaging, pricing mm -hmm. and like don't shoot yourself in the foot or back yourself. In the point. Mm -hmm. You know what? It's. Keep it open. <laughs> yeah, keep it yeah. open ended. Yeah, and I'm, I, yes. I would say don't answer questions people aren't asking, because that's good, when you really tip. start to handcuff mm -hmm. yourself. 
Yeah. Answer the questions people are asking Mm because you know they want to know that. Well, yes. Yeah, that's super important. You know, getting that feedback from people and and addressing their specific, you know, questions and pain points. Like, I think that's super valuable. Yeah. Um, So just to kind of recap. So what do you recommend to someone who is starting at the beginning? Like they're very, they they have no history of digital products. Like what is, you know, one or two or however many things you want to say about the advice. And maybe this is advice to your past self. Yeah, for sure. What would you, what do you recommend? I think the first thing is the thing we just said, right? Answer questions people are asking, right? Don't answer questions people aren't asking because nobody cares about those questions, Mm -hmm. at least at this point for you, right? So Mm -hmm. look at your audience, look at your current audience, look at the thing you're known for and create a product around that. Make it low, not low effort in the sense that you can do it quickly and like poorly, Low effort in the fact that, hey, I know so much about this topic that I could totally write a 20 page Mm -hmm. ebook and sell it for nine bucks. Right. Or whatever. Like, yes, that's like the first thing that you should do. Um, Since I'm mostly in the course space, I'll say the the best advice I've gotten and the advice I'm trying to implement. Right. Is webinar on the course topic. And then sell into a drip course it could be live it could be self-paced either way make it a drip course because here's what you get from a drip course that you don't get from a fully released self-paced course um well you have a week buffer to do each lesson first of all right Mm -hmm. so you don't have to do the whole course all at once but also people take module one week one hey joe i noticed that you talked about um like coming up with the mission statement for your podcast what if you want to start a podcast outside of your area of expertise? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's a great question that I didn't address. So now I'll know to address that in week two. Mm-hmm. And I know that when I record like the full self-paced course that's not dripped out, address that question in week one as well. Right. Um, right. So you get that real-time feedback. The other thing you get from doing a drip course is essentially that pre-sale effect, right? Yes, so- yes. This is the other thing, right? Again, don't answer questions people aren't asking. Hey, I think I should make a course on this. So I'm going to go in a hole and do it for six months and then be really sad when no one buys it. Yes, that's Um, exactly right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think like if you're going to, yeah, don't do that. If you're (laughs) going to create your first digital product, again, I'm in the information space. If you're like a a plugin developer or whatever, my advice is probably not great for you. Maybe it is, right? Maybe it's like the top five ways to optimize your theme or whatever. It's MVP, right? Like it's the idea of an MVP is actually getting something out there, which is I think what we all kind of live by. Like let's get something out there and then we can iterate on it. We can make it better. We can see if it's actually what people want. So that's perfectionism will kill your business, Mm -hmm. right? Here's the the absolute Mm -hmm. best example of like launching and iterating. Disneyland. Walt Disney created Disneyland because he was frustrated by amusement parks. They were dirty and not family friendly. And he he thought he could do better. So he made a theme park. And he put it in downtown-ish Anaheim. But he didn't buy enough land. And so what happened around surrounding Disneyland? Hotels and sketchy mm. places and and bottom feeders who wanted to attach themselves to the tourism part of Disneyland uh, started going up around Disneyland. And Walt thought, oh, 
okay, so if I do this again, I'm going to buy just a gross amount of land somewhere so that people can't put up their crummy hotel mm-hmm. or motel right next to my beautiful castle. And that's what he did with Disney World. So Orlando. <laughs> yeah. So like, he went, just bought all of Orlando. He basically mm-hmm. did buy all of Orlando. Here's how you know he bought so much of Orlando. Um, Disney World is huge. Like if you look at a map, you know how big it is. They're effectively using less than 40% of the land that they own. Wow. Yeah. So That's like, crazy. yeah, right. So um, Walt iterated. Mm-hmm. On something very much in the real space, right? So yeah. if you're making a digital product, MVP. Brennan mm-hmm. Dunn is a really good example of that too, right? He just finally released Palladio, which is like this email template maker for ConvertKit. Ooh, Version cool. one, yeah, right? Version one was like a HTML generator. And he said you didn't need technical know-how, but then he also had instructions on how to like open terminal. Ooh, and like ooh. if you're telling people to open <laughs> wow. terminal, like you need to be technical, right? Yeah. So... But he released it. A bunch of people love what he do. So they bought it. He got a ton of feedback. And like within weeks, like within two weeks, maybe he built the the online based dashboard. That's awesome. So like and then he built out this beautiful product. So mm-hmm. iterate. If you're really into what you're doing, release something, get feedback, iterate quickly. Mm-hmm. That way, yeah, you don't spend so much time and then you've made a thing that nobody wants and you've wasted all this time. And right. yeah, it just, yeah, quicker. Seriously, quicker. T- mm-hmm. take it from me. I made that mm-hmm. mistake a lot of times. Like, I think we I, all do. <laughs> I've, I've mentioned like three courses that have done really well so far. Mm-hmm. I've made dozens of courses. Mm-hmm. So I finally have settled my niche uh, and have my messaging right. Mm-hmm. And I know who I serve. Mm-hmm. And now I'm doing it the right way. It takes time. It it, it definitely yeah. takes time. Like yeah. it's just it's not an overnight thing. Like yeah. And and the thing time. that the thing that works for other people might not work for you, right? The workshop yes. thing, like Jay Klaus. Yes. Like I follow Jay Klaus. He's great. I'm in his community. Like that's the highest ticket community that I'm in that I pay for. Um, because it's it's really valuable. But like he's like, yeah, I always do like these low ticket workshops, mm-hmm. and then I just sell them, and then I can upsell people into my membership from there. Mm-hmm. But they're always on sale. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. So I just stole that verbatim. But the difference between me and Jay is his audience is about three times or four times the size mm-hmm. of mine. And so um, he can experiment a little more at that than I can. Right. right. Um, and so that I realized that that didn't work for me. The the webinar mm-hmm. to like four week boot camp thing. That's the thing I'm experimenting with right now. I'm really confident because way more people have signed up for my webinar than than all nice. of my workshop, all of my paid workshops combined. Love it. That's great. Yeah. So awesome. It's all about what works for you. Yes. 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 That's absolutely right. Definitely. So like, I hope that people take from this, you know, podcast and this show that like, don't just take all the advice that we're giving you, although take the good advice, but you know, yes, you have to find something that works for you and your audience and, you know, your specific personality. Like it's, it's not just kind of a blanket, um, like here, do this exact thing. Like you it's, it's iterative. Yeah, for sure. Learn on this show, learn from people's experiences Mm -hmm. and then take that and turn it into something that Mm -hmm. works for you. Yes, absolutely. Um, Don't just because like copying other people, that's not Mm going to work. Right. Um, Right. Right. If I like just did what Shaq did, I'd be like the least successful basketball player in the world. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) 
Awesome. Well, let's wrap up. Thank you so much for being here and coming on and sharing all of your experiences. Where can we find you? Where can the audience um, go and uh, learn more about you and connect with you? Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. If you want to learn more about me and everything I do, you can go to podcastliftoff.com slash Renee, R-E-N-E. There will be all of the resources and things that I talk about. And then there's also going to be a special offer for you for the podcast liftoff playbook if you want to launch and monetize your own podcast. So that'll be for listeners of this show only. Yay. Thank you so much. And I'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Thanks so much, Renee. You too. Have a good day. Thanks. Hey, thanks for listening. I'd love to continue the conversation in your inbox. Email subscribe to hey at yfdp.show or sign up in the show notes to get bi-monthly emails about how you can create, launch, and market your first digital product. Can't wait to see you there.